so much, so much power, so much power, so much power is always made available when we pray. When we pray God's word, we're specific. We have more direction and our prayers are more effective. And that's why, you know, um, just like Pastor Tosin was saying a few days back, that we need to continually expose ourselves to the things of God, to grow, to just grow in the spirit. That's, that's just, if there's any formula, that's just the way to go. That's just the way to grow. Hallelujah. Good morning once again, everyone. Thank you so much for this privilege to be sharing the word of God with, with children of God this morning. We thank God for the great gift of life. We, we, we thank God for the gift of salvation. We thank God for the gift of the Holy Spirit. We do not take him for granted at all in any way. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 says, For by faith are we saved through faith. It's not of ourselves. It is a gift of God. We, we didn't do anything at all to earn that gift. You know, we need to constantly remind ourselves and not, and not just forget it and take things for granted. We need to always be conscious of the fact that, look, this gift is from God. And we need to take care of that gift and not get lost in the up and coming, in the hustle and bustle of life, constantly staying conscious of the fact that we have received the gift from God and with that gift comes the responsibility of giving, introducing that gift to other people. Galatians chapter three, verse three says, this faith is a gift from God. Galatians 3.3 says, having begun in faith, why are you now trying to finish in the flesh? And, you know, the, for want of a title, the title of our message this morning would be, what's the missing ingredient? You know, God has empowered us with so much. I mean, over the week, almost every time we keep hearing, oh, you are this, you are that. You are seated in the heavenly places with Christ Jesus. God has made you the head and not the tail. You have an excellent mind. You are to go out into the world. You have above principalities and powers with the name of Jesus. You are above everything. So what is that thing that is really missing in our life that is not making us to manifest the way I'm sure a lot of us expect ourselves to manifest? What is that missing thing? Do we truly trust God? Do we truly trust God? You know, whenever we're in the class and we have to start a, a session with the children, questioning is one strategy we usually use for different reasons. One reason is to get the attention of the children because once you ask a question, the mind latches on it and tries to answer the question. And then the second thing is to actually gain the attention of the children. And the third thing, to really introduce them to that topic. 
So as I ask us this morning, I truly want us to ponder on that question, that do we really trust God? You know, sometimes we are maybe in the area of healing, a lot of people will trust him, but when it comes to finances, ah, I have to do it in my own way. And that's why I was reading that Bible verse in Galatians 3, 3, that well, what happens that haven't begun in faith, you now want to finish in the flesh. Is it really possible? Because one thing I hear a lot in our present day is hustle. Ah, man has to hustle. I have to hustle. I have to hustle. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with hustling, but in all our hustling, where is God? Where is God in all of this hustling? Funny enough, a few weeks back, I met one man, you know, I was in a shop and I was just trying to preach to him. And the guy was like, well, madam, go, I'm not religious. And I said, no, I'm not preaching religion to you. I'm preaching life to you. And he was like, ah, this Bible you're even talking about, Seth, what's, what's so important about it? Is it not an ordinary book? It was it not written by men? I said it was written by men, by the inspiration of God. He said, well, let them just be lying to you. It's, uh, it's poor people. It's poor people that go to church. In fact, I just realized that this guy, it was just obviously very angry about a lot of things. And he was like, well, I don't need God now. I don't need God to get rich. And I said, yeah. I agree with you. You don't really need God to get rich. I mean, if you need God to get rich, people like um, Bill Gates, Elon Musk, Warren Buffett, I mean, how are they doing it? You can get rich by working some normal principles of life. Even though somebody like Steve Harvey would tell you that every self-help book, every self-help book that he has come across are all based on principles from the Bible. So even if people in the world are staying on principles from the Bible, how much more we that are really in the kingdom shouldn't be, we be working with these principles? What is that missing ingredient? Because the Bible tells us that the whole world is waiting for the manifestations of the Son of God. They are depending on us. On Sunday, you know, Apostle was talking about the fact that we have the blessing. We are blessed. We are the ones that are supposed to be showing the lights to the people in our generation. We are the blessed ones. What are we doing? with that blessing that God has given us? What are we doing with the responsibility that God has given to us to ensure that more and more people come into this fold? And how will they even be encouraged when they see that, you know, the life that we're seemingly living is not so different from what they are doing? What makes the difference in our lives from what the ordinary man is doing you know just yesterday i was sharing with my children about the importance of the words that we speak and we were looking at ephesians chapter 4 um, verse 29 you know when we're told not to speak idle words foolish words words that don't encourage people we are encouraged not to use such words and you know my daughter was asking but mommy how will we not use it that sometimes ah 
she doesn't know something and she doesn't know it. And you know, sometimes she finds something very difficult. She doesn't understand. And she keeps, you know, she just comes up with all those words. And she said, it's one area I'm really working on with her. And I told her that, do you, know, do you want the hard truth? One of the reasons why we find it so easy to do that is because of the fact that it's easier. It's easier to just do that rather than stay in faith. It's easier to do that because we live in a fallen world where everything is under the operations of the devil. But you know, with the Lord's prayer that Jesus talked about, he told his disciples that we should pray, that the will of God be done on earth as it is in heaven. Everything in heaven is perfect, but everything here on earth is not perfect because Things are under the operations and the directives of the devil. So that's where we need to fight the good fight of faith. We're not backing down, no matter what we see. We will choose to walk according to the heavenly order of fighting that good fight of faith. Let's stay together this morning. I'm going somewhere, at least. I, I, I hope I'm going somewhere. The Bible tells us so many things. We're seated in the heavenly places with Christ Jesus. The Bible says we're above only and not beneath. The Bible tells us that above all things, God wishes that we prosper more than anything else in the world. Joshua 1.8 tells us that if this book of the law does not depart out of our mouths and we're meditating on it day and night, we will not just have success, but we will have good success. You know, I was talking about the unbeliever who is seemingly making it and the believer as well. That's really, if, if, if we can make it in life without God, then what's the essence? For me, the first reason is for that beautiful part of just having a fellowship with God. So we don't come into God because we want to get. It's not a transactional relationship because that, that, that seems to be what's going on a lot these days. I mean, just recently, my husband and I were reminiscing on how things used to be way back then in, on, on campus. And he was saying that, he was telling me that when I realized that the revival that we had then on the campuses in our secondary school, I mean, I was listening to Godman Akinlabi a few weeks back, one um, teenage program where he was preaching. And he was just thanking God for the teenagers that had the courage to preach to him when he was in secondary school in GCI that a lot of things have changed in his life. That he used to be a Muslim. I didn't even know that. That not just a Muslim, as in he came from a line of people who are imams. So he was even expected to be growing up to be an imam. But it's because some students preached to him. And that revival went across so much in our schools then, our universities, our, our secondary schools. People were so much on fire for God. In fact, I remember in Adoikitsi then, some, some students used to come from Futa and join forces with those of us in Adoikitsi. And we used to go to some very downtown 
the Ekiti states just to go and preach the word of God. So what's really that missing ingredient? What's that missing ingredient that is, you know, seemingly injuring us from manifesting the way God wants us to manifest? It's just the work that we need to do. The fights that we need to fight. You know, I, I, I was telling my daughter again that, you know, when you're, when you're fighting with somebody, you're not rubbing the person's head and caressing the person anyhow that. is area boy style. Have you ever seen how, how those area boys at the Yagberos, when they want to fight that, they will roll up their sleeves and everything. And she was laughing. I told her that anyway, uh, our own fight is not fighting like somebody boxing the air. Our fight is the fight of faith. Standing strong on all those things that God has made available to us. Hebrews 11, 6. Without faith, it is impossible to please God because he that comes to him must believe and believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. There are two key words in this passage. One must, the other one, diligence. Those are the language of consistency and hard work. Must. There is no other way. If we're going to see changes in our lives as Christians and walk in those great manifestations, we must. We must stay in faith. And I don't think faith is a difficult thing. At least I'm beginning to come to that realization that, you know, sometimes when we talk about faith, people just say, ah, this faith again, I must walk in faith. No, it's not such a difficult thing because God has already given us that faith. The Bible says we all have a measure of faith. So what really is the problem is the world that we're living in and the fact that there is so much unbelief in the system. And our bodies, our flesh, the carnal mind shares more affinity with the world than the things that God's spirit, the truth that God's spirit is preaching to us, is nudging us, is reminding us of what we have to stand and fight the good fight of faith. Sometimes it, it looks like we just leave our lives to chance. Anything that comes. But that's not what God wants us to do. We can't leave our lives to chance and expect the miraculous to happen. I was listening to Kenneth Hagin a few days back to when he said, you know, um, Mark 11, 23, 24, that you've got to continually say, you say to that mountain. Be removed in the name of Jesus. That mountain of inadequate finances, be removed in the name of Jesus. And be thou cast into the sea. Whatsoever you say it will come to pass. You're saying the good things is going to come to pass. And you're saying the bad things as well, the things that are out of faith, they will come to pass. Because words are like seeds. They are life. We can't afford to be careless about the words that we speak. 
you know, when, when, um, when Jesus Christ, you know, was talking to the disciples, don't you know the, the kind of spirit that you are made of? You just want to be opening your mouth and be declaring things anyhow. No. You have the life of God in you, as in God himself is living inside of you. I don't know the greatest man in this world that, you know, would willingly even live in some, some kind of people. You know, the way we look at some people sometimes unconsciously that, oh, that person, he ain't up to my level. The greatest of men cannot even see themselves sitting side by side with some people. But here we are. We've got the greatest gift of all, that Jehovah God, the almighty creator of everything seen and unseen, has chosen to live inside the man that he himself made. Wow. So wondrous. So great. So awesome. Best gift of all. Think of any gift anybody can give you here on earth. It's not as great as the gift of having our creator residing on our inside. It's such an awesome thing. And we need to be more conscious of him on a daily basis. So what's that missing ingredient? Are we trusting God as much as we should? Without faith, without faith, we can't please him. We can't be confessing something with our mouth and our heart is somewhere else because God looks at the heart. Everybody else might be seeing you. Oh, that's pretty Jim Jim. That's pretty Coco. That's pretty Wabata. You know, but deep inside, that heart is so far away from God. So I'm asking us, as I'm talking to myself, I, I, I do it on a daily basis these days because I'm just like God. Things have got to change. After camp meeting, one prayer I kept praying, God, I don't want to recover from this camp meeting. And I can see the continuous effects of camp meeting last year, especially in the area of my spiritual life. So we've got to get to that level where we're truly transforming our mind because the mind is the major issue. It is the major issue because it, it, it takes its belief, the things that you choose to believe in, either from the things happening around you or from the word of God. And that's why we need to look at the word constantly. We are exposing ourselves on a daily basis to those things that God has said concerning us. And we're not just reading it. But we're constantly declaring it as well on a daily basis. We're constantly saying those things. Inadequate finances bow in the name of Jesus. Sickness, I'm not giving up, bow in the name of Jesus. You know that Mark 24 says, you believe. If, we, if, if, if you, you believe you will receive and then you will have. 
you believe, you receive, and then you have it. So even if it means you constantly tell yourself, God, I trust you concerning my results in school. Lord, I trust you concerning that contract. Jehovah God, I'm putting my whole trust in you concerning that situation at work that I need to be successful at. And we zero in on God and zero out every other thing. There are times, you know, I mean, in the mornings, oh, I just love leaving the house on time because it's probably the most quiet time in the morning for me. I've told God this year, I'm being deliberate that no, something has to change. Stay, I've stayed around the particular mountain for so long. It's time to move forward. And one of the things that I see that is helping to cause the change is just being more conscious of that superpower on my inside. Let's constantly activate our superpower, the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, I'm not sure about what to do right now, but I know that my spirit is flooded with light. I know what to do. I am not stranded because of the wisdom of Jehovah God that is on my inside. Concerning this situation, I am not confused. I will not be ashamed. I am above only. I'm seated in the heavenlies with Christ Jesus. I know what to do because Christ always knows what to do. And we're declaring the words of God that way. I tell you, it might not be immediate, but the consistency, that situation will give way. In fact, can I think him was saying there are some things in his life that he has had to wait on God for, for four years, but he didn't leave that place of believing. Believe you will receive. Believe you receive. Believe you receive. Believe you receive. So when we come up and we say that some things are not working, it means we didn't even receive in the first place. Because if you've received something, it's in your hands. So I mean, I can't be carrying like a million dollars in my hands right now. I've received it from the bank and I'm still saying it's not there. It doesn't make sense. So you believe you receive and then you will have it. You believe you receive and then you will have it. So there's nothing like I didn't get it. Because in the place of prayer, you believed that you received. You've received it. It has already come out of the ATM machine. It's in your hands. So when you're already holding something in your hands, how come you're saying that, you know, it's not there anymore? It's not possible. Anything, whatsoever thing you pray for, believe you receive. So what's that situation this morning? Or is it even our Christian lives? Our spiritual work with Christ? It, it needs some work as well. It needs strategies as well. 
You know, we look at financial strategies, we look at parenting strategies, we look at leadership strategies. We need to begin to seriously look at spiritual strategies because that's the part of us that makes everything else work. The real man is the spirit. Like I tell children, you know, sometimes when I'm trying to relate the spirit, soul, and the body to them, that, you know, if, if, if they've ever seen a dead man, are you not seeing the person? Yeah, you're seeing the person. But is that person alive? No. That means our spirit man is the real, authentic man. And we shouldn't joke with the growth of our real, authentic man. In fact, it should take priority on a daily basis. We wake up in the morning and we talk to God. We open ourselves up to spiritual things. And we're not just running off to work or running off to school or running off to the markets. Because our spirit man is the real, authentic man. And we've got to give it attention to grow, to ensure that that missing ingredient in our manifestations, great manifestations, expected manifestations as children of God is there. So that the whole, you know, after everything is there in the soup, it will taste so good. And the whole world will benefit from it. People in our places of work, people in our environment, people in our, everywhere we are, we're just, you know, oozing out the life of God so much on our inside. You know, a few days back, we were, we were also listening to Panam Pasipol, all those songs, he that dwells, the war. And I was, I was sharing with the children that there was a time we went for one um, concert in the National Theater. And we had just finished one particular very exciting song that everybody was just jumping all over the hall. And Panapasipol came in, stood on the podium, and the whole atmosphere just went so quiet. You could hear a pin drop. I've never met him before once till then. I was just like, hey, who is this person? As in, we just finished a very danceable, exciting song. And he came in and everything just went him. And I'm like, wow, this is somebody that really carries the presence of God. And now does that presence come? It comes in the place of fellowship. So God is asking us again this morning, like he's asking me as I round up, do you trust me? Do you trust me enough with that child? Do you trust me enough to get you your promotion in that job? Do you trust me enough that that new house, those things, we, we need to stop aborting our faith projects and just dig in there. Anyhow, you know, I remember the way I graduated from school. That one is a story for another day. <laughs> but it was a miraculous graduation because the school told me that the combination of subjects I came in with 
was not enough. And I was wondering, so where were you with all these four years that I was in this school that you are telling me now that I will not graduate? Everybody else deserted. Even Christians were saying, yeah, don't worry, Sister Kenda is just lying. But God saw me through. They told me the case was hopeless, impossible. But eventually, miraculously, my name just entered the book. In fact, the only reason why I went for my graduation was to be sure that truly my name entered this book. It was just God all the way. Let's just close our eyes for a few minutes. If you're not driving so right now this morning, and let's engage with the spirit of God. Just tell him, God, I trust you. I choose to trust you concerning this situation. You can mention the situation to him and declare that today you're manifesting God's glory. I will not walk in darkness about anything anymore because I have the light of Christ. I trust you. Monthly basis, weekly basis. You know, the Bible even says that we need to constantly check ourselves. Second Corinthians chapter 13, verses 5 to 9. Check yourself whether you're still in the faith. Let's always check and be sure that we're truly connected and we're not just connected with our heads, but we're also connected in our hearts because that's where God is. Father, we just thank you this morning for this time to share together. Thank you for your power and your spirit that goes with us today. Thank you because we're manifesting Jesus in all that we do today. Thank you for that gift of salvation. We appreciate you, Lord. We honor you. We thank you because you're going to help us constantly stay in that place of worship. We honor you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Thank you very much. Have a blessed, fruitful day, everyone.